Coming up on today's edition of Locked On Eagles, after two straight losses, the Eagles' first losing streak of the 2022 season, where is your level of confidence in this team as we have one week before the playoffs? All that and more on this Wednesday edition of Locked On Eagles. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We thank you so much for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day. Welcome in Eagles fans to a Wednesday edition of the show. I'm Louis DiBiase and he's Gino Camilleri. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your own football franchise? And this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code LOCKDOWN in all caps in the game. Uh, Gino, we got a few days here still to move forward and take a look at this week 18 matchup against the New York Giants. If the Eagles win, they are the number one seed in the NFC and still NFC East division champions. And, you know, that result is still possible, although the way they're getting to that result, not as ideal and easy as we were hoping for after two straight losses to the Dallas Cowboys and the New Orleans Saints. And I think me and you were as unhappy as pretty much anybody when it came to, you know, these past two losses, especially against New Orleans. We thought the coaching was bad on both sides. The execution was not there. The injuries continue to pile up. But at the same time, Gino, I feel like the panic level is getting a little bit too out of control where, you know, even I compared what's happening now to a 2018-2019 feeling. But at the same time, like it isn't to that level. This team still is only one win away from being the one seed. They're not fighting for their playoff hopes. They're not a team that I really think is going to be one and done, that has no Super Bowl aspirations, and this is all house money anyway. Like We're just happy to get into mm-hmm. the postseason like last year. So at the same time, I think the panic level, maybe we need to chill out just a bit. In the great quote from Aaron Rodgers, R-E-L-A-X. Relax. It's going to be fine. This season parallels 2017 much more than it does 18 and 19, and even 21 for that matter. In those three years, those were teams that, let's say they were happy to be there. They were happy to win out four consecutive games in 18 and 19, back-to-back years. They get into the playoffs. Hey, we're happy to be here. We pick up a win over Chicago. We almost beat the Saints so on and so forth. We know what happened from there. But 2017, we were in the same exact headspace heading into the playoffs as we are right now. Is the world falling? Should we start Nate Sudfeld? Is this team even good enough to be the one seed? Here we go again. Doesn't this sound familiar? Well, let's take a second and calm down for a bit. Because if you look at these two losses, and that is 67% of the losses that you have on the season, guess who wasn't playing in that football game, Lou? Your quarterback, not having your quarterback is integral in this league. And you're not always going to get a Nick Foles lightning in a bottle times 2 million that you got in 2017 with Gardner Minshew in 2022. Sometimes it falls on the rest of the guys that are around you. And that was the most concerning part was that the guys that had been on the roster all year, seeing starting snaps, they got out coached and outplayed. It didn't seem right. like they wanted to be there. It didn't seem like they had a lot to play for where New Orleans seemed like they had everything to play for. But we know what this team can do. And unlike 2021 where you're saying, okay, this team can get into the playoffs and 
maybe they can hang around for two quarters and we'll see what happens after that. No, this is a team that we know, much like 17 on their best day, they can beat just about anybody. So exactly. when things are going wrong, yeah, it's going to be frightening because it's it's a deviation from the norm. But the norm isn't that you're going to go undefeated and win every single football game, seeing that that's only happened one time in the entirety of the national football. Exactly. No team has a perfect season outside of the 1972 Miami Dolphins. Mm -hmm. All teams eventually go through the downturns of a season, Gino, and the Buffalo Bills have had some slumps this year, and the Kansas City Chiefs, the Dallas Cowboys, and the the 49ers, and pretty much anybody. And so that's the thing that 2017 Eagles did too, and they turned it back on. So for people to say like the magic is suddenly gone and this team already peaked. I I totally don't believe that. You know, you look at even the past two games where they've lost. It's not like this team has been blown out and there's all these reasons to think that in the playoffs, you know, their recent success wasn't sustainable. I mean, look, yes, the defense has been really bad for two games and that's definitely concerning. But the good news is, is they did turn it up in the second half and pretty much shut out New Orleans. And you look at the offense, it's only been one game of struggles, even with a backup quarterback. Again, like you said, Jalen Hurts, an MVP quarterback, which is more important than anything, home field advantage, other injuries, anything, is about to return to this team. And even a game before, when you didn't have that player, you still put up 34 points on the road. So I I just don't think the sky is falling. And, you know, before these last two losses, they were on the hottest streak of the season. And that came after a two-week slump against Washington and Indy, and they bounced back. So this team has already shown this year they can get out of these kind of slumps. So, again, we haven't been happy with the result the last two weeks, and that's completely justified in a lot of different areas. But at the same time, I'm not somebody that's now saying, oh, man, even if they get the one seed, Dallas is going to beat us in the in the divisional round or Green Bay or New York or whoever it is. So I'm still confident this team can win a championship. Yeah, we need to stop treating this thing like a dead dog. It, it is not. This team, they are going to be just fine. And especially moving into the playoffs, we know with all of the reinforcements coming back, Robert Quinn should be coming back. CGJ should be coming back. Lane Johnson will be back. Jalen Hurts will be Josh back. Josh Sweat sounds like Josh Sweat playing. will be yeah. back. If you look at 2017, it almost mirrors those final three weeks where that game after Carson goes down, you have a good offensive performance. You end up winning that game against the Giants, right? Then the next week is against Oakland where you couldn't do anything. You could not move the ball. You barely win that game on Christmas in front of a national audience. And then the last week, you can rest your guys. Well, the only flip in this narrative is that you lost that game where you still had a good offensive performance and a close shootout. The next game against the Saints was exactly like that Raiders game. Now we're moving into this last game here. Maybe the Giants are going to be the team resting their starters like we did in 2017 over the Cowboys, where you're saying, okay, let's just sit back and relax, ride into the playoffs. Well, that that is that ship sailed. You have to win this game, yeah. and it comes down to getting your starters out there while the Giants are resting them, putting up a significant lead, and then getting them off the field as quick as possible. That should be the game plan going into Sunday. Don't stick around. Don't make it a close game, even with the backups. It shouldn't be the equation as it is, but once you get into the playoffs, Lou, it's a completely different Ball game, as the old cliche goes, throughout the record books. We've seen it time and time again. The right. six seed Eagles back in 2008, where they go on that run and they make it to the NFC Championship. A record doesn't mean anything. It's who's playing the hottest. Yeah, that is the concerning part. Are you playing well? Not as well as you'd want to going into this stretch, but that 
it's been something that you faced under Nick Sirianni. You went two and five to start the season last year. He's come out of bigger holes. He's coached his way yeah. out of worse and more precarious positions with a worse roster, with guys that were more injured than they are now, if you're looking at last year. You're moving into this year as the number one seed where things went wrong. Yeah, well, so did things for everybody else. Every and again, it happened like a month ago, Gino, and they bounced back. So to say, obviously the timing of their struggles right now is not good, but mm -hmm. you saw after that Washington game, after the Colts game, the Eagles against Green Bay, the Tennessee Titans, the New York Giants, even the Chicago Bears when they turned it up, that month was to me even better than any other stretch of the 2022 season. This team looked unstoppable only three weeks ago. And mm -hmm. so you get Jalen Hurts back, you get all these injured important pieces back for the playoffs again yes it's not great to be heading into the playoffs not playing your best football but this team has already shown they can turn it on when they need to they can rebound from slumps and so again we are not happy with the product right now and that is an absolute fact but i'm still again you know unless they lose against the giants and they have to head on the road in the wild card round i'm still going to be confident that they can win a title for sure and the main reason is because jalen hurts is the quarterback and i want to get into jalen gino coming up next right here on lockdown eagles the value of jalen hurts even with the best roster in football we've really learned about his value even more over the last two weeks so that's coming up on today's edition of lockdown eagles and guys today's lockdown eagles is presented by ultimate football gm we are geeked out at the lockdown podcast network about our new sponsors over at ultimate football gm ever dreamed of becoming an nfl general manager and managing your own football franchise well your dream can come true and this game is definitely for you manage every strategic aspect of your team play through the season and lead your team to glory you're responsible for hiring the right coaches and coordinators trading players making draft picks navigating your franchise through free agency and the draft and all the ups and downs of a season all in this challenging and realistic game world ultimate football gm is completely free and it's playable offline so you can play on the go even without wi-fi as you want to when you want to we've had our lockdown league over the last month been really fun get your friends and family involved lockdown eagles listeners they get a 100 free boost to their franchise when using the promo code lockdown in all caps l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n in the game store that's lockdown so make sure to check it out today to download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM, start your dynasty today. This is the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Thanks so much for tuning into a Wednesday edition of the show and making it your first listen each and every day. Guys, also subscribe to the Lockdown NFL podcast and get daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories, plus in-depth analysis on the biggest games with NFL key predictions every Friday and Monday. Local insiders cover the weekend with game-to-game -game episodes. Lockdown NFL available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. So, Gino, Jalen Hurts was having maybe the I think it was the best season that an Eagles quarterback has ever had, even over 1990 Randall Cunningham, 2004 Donovan McNabb, 2010 Michael Vick, 2013 Nick Foles, 2017 Carson Wentz. You know, the list goes on and on. And I think most of us knew the value of Jalen. But I think these past two games, you know, the loss to the Cowboys and the Saints with Gardner Minshew under center, even for the success Minshew had against the Cowboys, these two games have really opened up, maybe not Eagles fans' eyes, because I think we all knew how important Jalen Hurts was, but maybe the NFL, because I think you look at Jalen Hurts and you compare his situation to the other elite quarterbacks, right? Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, you know, Lamar Jackson and Baltimore, and maybe he gets his value gets overlooked because those situations aren't as ideal. But 
just like the 2017 team that lost Carson Wentz, that roster was incredibly well set up for their quarterback to succeed. But you saw the minute Wentz went down and Nick Foles was struggling, that team didn't look, even with an elite roster, didn't look nearly as good. And I think you're seeing this elite roster without their MVP quarterback look like a good, not great team as well. Again, you can have everything set up, but elite quarterback play is always the most important part of a football team. It's what won them a title in 2017, and it's, go, it's what's going to be the reason they do it this year if they do pull it off. And I think we've seen that especially these last two weeks. There was a quote that Mike Kay, former beat reporter of the Eagles, when talking about Sam Darnold this weekend, that really perked my eyes up. And it, it was a very good talking point in regards to that to that quarterback, that middle-of-the-road quarterback. Yeah, They were talking about, is Darnold the guy, right? And he said, I don't think Darnold is the problem, but I also don't think he is the solution. Which yeah. is a good way of saying this is a guy that you can win with. Yeah, somebody that if you put things together and everything goes right, you can you could win some games with this guy, right? Well, we go back to the Nick Foles situation, a guy that you were winning games with. Well, when things went wrong, you had to adjust the entire playbook, right? Yeah. That took a while. That took them a couple weeks. I mean, they didn't even get hot until that Minnesota game, the Atlanta playoff game. They were still trying to figure and out. And again, Gino, why offense. did they turn things around? Because they finally started getting elite quarterback play again. Exactly. And that quote, is he part of the solution? I don't think Gardner is the solution, but at the same time, I don't think he is the problem. The yeah. problem is that you're losing a guy who's playing at a level that we haven't seen in a quarterback in, I mean, some of the numbers he's setting are first time in any NFL franchise history type numbers. So that comparison that Jalen Hurts is the solution where Gardner Minshew might not be the problem. Well, you have to overcome that middle ground if you want to get to that great territory. And you have to overcompensate, Gina, when you don't have a quarterback that you can win because of. Everything else has to go so right. Exactly. And that's why me and you all offseason, when we were debating about, unfortunately, it looks awful now, but do you trade all these assets for a Russell Wilson? Or do you go all in for a quarterback instead of you know building the roster first? We were concerned about that kind of strategy. And this is exactly why, though, because the Eagles these last two weeks – yeah, they've been in both games, and they have such a, an important, talented roster around their quarterback. But when you don't have that guy, when you have just a guy you can win with, there is a ceiling to that football team. Mm -hmm. You saw it the year they won a championship. You're seeing that now, and you've seen that over the last five years. And so, you know, again, your quarterback needs to have a strong support system. You know, it, it goes hand in hand, and they're not mutually exclusive. But I think what is mutually exclusive is when it comes to winning a Super Bowl, you got to have a guy like Jalen Hurts. And so that's why I'm relaxed, too, about this situation, because it would be different if Jalen Hurts was played like Gardner Minshew and he was the one starting against the Saints. And he's been a reason the Eagles have lost these last two games. But you have not had your MVP quarterback in the lineup. So to panic and say to make a conclusion off these last two games that you're not a title team anymore when you haven't had your MVP I mean, that, that's why I think we got to relax a bit. We can be mad and frustrated about the situation, but use context as well when it comes to the long-term look of this season still. Let's put it like this. So you're game planning for 14 weeks. Yeah, you have 11 guys on offense that at any given time, you can play 11-on-11 11 11 ball. And then all of a sudden, that guy's gone. And now you're playing 11-on-10. It's like getting a guy sent off in soccer. 
It's like all of a sudden you were, you were pushing the pace, right? You, you got guys up the field, and then all of a sudden you're playing this defensive-style game where you're like, okay, we can't turn the ball over. We can't take risks downfield. Our defense is probably going to have to win us a game. For an offensive coordinator and guys that are game planning, that changes everything. That's playing with a hand tied behind your back. No longer do you have Jalen Hurts who could sit there on the edge, pull the ball and get outside, and you say, okay, let's move on, live to see another day after we get that first down where you also could quarterback sneak it and do just about everything with the guy. With Gardner Minshew, you're sitting there and saying, we just need to live to see another day. And Jalen Hurts is that guy that you bring him on. He's going to push the pace. He's the person that everybody else is worried about wherever he has the ball. It's like Steph shooting threes. If he gets it over half court, you got to go D up on him. It's like Jalen Hurts. What's the threat of Gardner Minshew to run it? Nothing at all. What's the threat of Jalen Hurts to absolutely ruin your whole defensive game plan? He's one of the top five guys in the league right now that could go ahead and do that. So, Lou, I'm right there with you. I don't know. The drop-off from Jalen to Gardner might be as big as we have seen from a starting quarterback to a backup situation in the entirety since like 2000 because – Somebody had a great quote. I don't know who it was, but talking about the AJ Feely situation, where it's like Andy Reid pulled a, a rabbit out of the hat to let that happen, and yeah. Jeff Garcia was a once in a lifetime event, and same with Nick Foles. And yeah, I think Eagles fans have almost Foles, gotten right? too used to getting elite play from their backup quarterbacks. And while Gardner Minshew is certainly one of the best backups in the NFL, he still looks like a backup quarterback. And Absolutely. so I, I think Eagles fans have gotten accustomed to a certain style of play from these guys, and they've raised the bar maybe a little bit too high. So then when you lose an MVP quarterback, the last time Eagles fans lost an MVP quarterback, their backup became a Super Bowl MVP. And that's just yeah. not realistic. And again, that's why you know these last two weeks have opened our eyes of, okay, you need that guy. And I think the 2017 team, maybe almost like, wrongfully shifted some people's mindsets of, you know, it's like you lose your MVP quarterback didn't matter because you had the right coaching in place and Mm -hmm. you had an an amazing offensive line and weapons and a roster. And when you do that, you can overcome the quarterback is not the entire team. But to me, that is misconstrued because your backup quarterback was still playing at an elite level Mm -hmm. and you can't take that part away. You were still getting elite quarterback play and that's the most important part. So um, I'm excited for Jalen Hurst to come back. And, you know, I think once he does, and if you see that shoulders, okay, and he gets back to where he was against Chicago and that hot streak of the month of December, um, I think everything's going to be, you know, okay. Again, you just need to get to that first playoff game. And I think we almost have regular season fatigue and we've just been waiting to clinch this thing. And so it's just been taking a little bit too long. I want to go back a little bit. This is when we I was in middle school. Goodness, when Tom Brady tears his ACL, right? And Matt yeah. Caswell comes in, and they still get a, a pretty good team together, right? Mm-hmm. But once they hit the playoffs, it was like, okay, there, there's something different here, right? Like, this team is very good, but the guy playing quarterback, even though he's playing at a very high level, there's a difference. Not saying Jalen is Tom, but I'm saying when a guy is performing at that level, Lou, it's almost like you add an additional player on the field. It, it makes your entire team better. The rising tides lift all boats type of theory 
where when he comes back, everybody else should get better. The situational play calling should get better. The situational performances from players like A.J. Brown to have that trust with this quarterback coming back week over week. And also having Lane Johnson come back and the trust on your defensive back end with Chauncey Garner-Johnson and Josh Sweat. And it's it doesn't all fall on Jalen's shoulders, and we shouldn't say it's all Gardner's responsibility. There are a lot of things that went into the mishap that happened in New Orleans. But when you talk about all the good that happened, Lou, the double-edged sword to that, you can't leave those guys out of the discussion to why they were so good. So right. what should be the expectation when they come back? Exactly where they left off in my book. I totally agree. And we'll talk about those injuries, Gino, coming up next right here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. podcast it's a Wednesday edition of the show. Before we do that, if you're not a professional football player who has all this lifelong skill where you get drafted, you have to go and find a job the hard way or maybe the easy way. This episode of Locked On Eagles is brought to you by our friends over at LinkedIn. My family for the longest time owned a restaurant and my dad, let's just say he was not technically savvy. So what would he have me do? He would have me post jobs on LinkedIn jobs. What does LinkedIn jobs do? Well, it helps you uh, hire a qualified candidate more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills. It goes beyond resume data using insight points from your job post company and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. LinkedIn jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all on one platform. If you want to have the most efficient business in 2023, there's only one place to start. That is at LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash L O C K E D O N NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions do apply. All right, we're wrapping up this Wednesday edition of Lockdown Eagles. He's Gino Camilleri. I'm Louis DiBiase. Uh, Gino, we got one week here of the regular season remaining against the Giants. The Eagles win, and they are the number one seed and the NFC East division champions. Um, when it comes to the injury report, and again, that's been a, a big part of these last two losses as well. Obviously, we've already discussed the absence of Jalen Hurts and the impact that's had on this team. But you know, you mentioned before the break, uh, Lane Johnson being out right now. I thought we saw... The difference, the substantial difference between him and Jack Driscoll. Um, you look at two Josh Sweat going down with that neck injury. Avante Maddox has been out. Chauncey Gardner Johnson. That's the other reason I think you should be optimistic is these injuries don't seem like they're going to derail this team like they did in 2018, 2019, um, even 2017 for a minute there. We didn't know if they could overcome them, and they did. I, I don't even think the Eagles will have to overcome those level of losses in 2022 because Lane Johnson still is on track to return in the playoffs. Josh Sweat tweeted out the other day that he will be back this year, although he was carted off. He said it himself, so that's the best source that you can have. And Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is ready, looks like he's ready to be activated from the injured reserve list. So uh, that's the good thing, too, is they're going to get back to pretty much full strength. I mean, still, despite, yes, like the injuries have been piling up and it's really bad timing as well as the coaching and the bad execution, but still heading into the playoffs, you're not going to have some guys at 100%, but Avante Maddox is the only one, it seems like, that will not really have a chance of helping you out in this run. I think this is an important talking point to discuss, especially after the events that happened on Monday Night Football. And one thing that I've always yeah. 
been proud of in the Philadelphia Eagles organization is that they take these guys and their health and put that above everything, right? And maybe the Carson Wentz situation is a little different, but we don't need to go back there. But even with Jalen Hurts, just making sure he's as good as he can be to go and well, I think they learned with, from their mistakes with Wentz, right? I mean, yeah, talking talking through the situation with Lane and making sure that that can't have any profound. Uh, health effects on him and the whole Josh Sweat situation. Like we have to remember that uh, above everything else, these guys are they're human beings first. And what we want above everything is that these guys do come back healthy, so that when we turn on a game on Sunday, what we all appreciate this game for is that it, enjoyment and that ability for three hours to just separate from reality. Well, the reality is that these guys are human beings. So let's just remember that. I want I wanted to point that out. Yeah, but. When they come back healthy, Lou, and they had that ability to grace the football field, yeah, they won't be 100%. But I look at Lane Johnson at 60% or Jalen Hurts at 75% yeah. or Chauncey at 80 and I'm like, I'll take them over Jack Driscoll. As good as Reed Blankenship has been, I'll take the the Chauncey Gardner-Johnson play all day long. Kevon Wallace, you could add in that conversation too for having to take him off the field. And what it comes down to is the idea that Chip Kelly never could figure out in the 2013 to 2015 years that sometimes you can't just replace these guys like they are cogs in a machine, like they are a gear in a wheel. These guys have different skill sets. They have different connections. They have different abilities and not every single person is the same. And especially when it comes to those elite traits, I always say that middle ground, there's 80% in that middle ground. Yeah. Guys like Lane Johnson, guys like Chauncey, guys like Jalen, they're in that, they have traits that are in that 10% that make a difference and attribute to games that you win because of these individuals. How many times have you lost games because you're without Lane Johnson and you don't have your starting quarterback and Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Do you win some of those games? If you don't have those interceptions that turn the ball over, right? Those are huge parts of this equation that you're talking about the last two weeks that people are getting clouded in their memory. What happened the first three months of the season when all these guys were getting ready to go. And they made a great point on the broadcast on Sunday talking about how for the first 12 weeks, this team was, they were nearly perfect when it came to injuries. Nobody was getting banged up. They were taking care of the football. And then in the last five weeks or so, they've been one of the most banged up teams in the sport and they turned the ball over and been in the bottom of the league. And when I think it comes some to people, Gino, put a little too much stock into the, again, this is one of the deepest rosters, if not the deepest in the NFL, but at the same time, there is a drop off between there's a reason some guys are starters and some guys are backups. Yes. Like that's just a fact. And yes, you have maybe the deepest offensive line in football and the deepest defensive line, but you can't afford to not have Lane Johnson for the Super Bowl run. And although they have Brandon Graham, who's on fire right now and Hassan Reddick and you know, all the interior depth as well, you need Josh sweat. Like this team cannot mm -hmm. afford to have Patrick Johnson. And if Robert Quinn comes back, those two guys playing heavy snaps, you don't want to have to move, you know, Fletcher Cox and have him play some edge snaps and Milton Williams. So at the same time, although this team has done a great job, Howie Roseman has seen historic seasons when it comes to injuries on his team that have held back expectations in playoff runs. At the same time, starters are starters for a reason, and you can't afford to lose, you know, many stars. And so that's why it's so crucial. And why I'm also still confident is that I know Josh Sweat is coming back. We know that Lane Johnson's coming back at least to a certain percent. Chauncey Gardner Johnson. If none of those guys were coming back, if there was doubt that Jalen Hurts would be a hundred percent when he comes back, then it would be a different story. But you know, that's not hopefully going to be the case with these injuries. 
What Nick Sirianni says each and every week in his press conferences, oh, we trust the next guy to come up and to fill in. Folks, behind doors, those are not the conversations that are happening. The best awareness is self-awareness. You have to be aware of your football team and know the situation. That's why against the Saints it was pretty concerning because you're saying, are they aware of the situation that they're in with these backups? Like These guys aren't the starters for a reason. Gardner isn't Jalen for a reason. Right. We can't do those same things. And yeah, that is why what, it was frustrating that coaching performance is like the coaches should know of anybody. And their plan was mm-hmm. like those stars were still in as if like there was this no difference between those players. And that was just clearly not the case. And that's why 2017 might've been the perfect season because you had these coaches that were, they figured out what made their guys played the best and they had the the highest self-awareness of maybe any team in the league that year to overcome everything that they had and put these guys in situations to succeed like Halapuli Vadi Vaitai getting a 50 million dollar contract for playing at a a level that you might not ever see this moving Nelson Aguilar in the slot and having Chip Kelly's offense be what they run for Nick Foles Mm -hmm. I mean the examples go on and on Yeah, and that's what really killed this team. And I think you could kind of take it, the fork in the road approach. Like, where are we? We're right before the playoffs. Like, what is my concern here? Well, my concern is, do they take the self-aware route or do they take the the route where they're not aware of the situation? And the the latter is where you can get into trouble. But if they take that former route, and even if they are missing a couple of those guys, Lou, figure out where guys are the best. Find out what situations that you could work best in to make things work down the road even with guys that are situational players. I think what they've done with Kavon Wallace might be the best that they have done this season in that approach where a guy, they might not have been aware of what he could do well. And then all of a sudden he's made some impact plays for you the last couple weeks because the coaching staff has put him in a position to succeed. Ultimately, it comes down from leadership, the trickle-down effect. If the guys at the top aren't putting those guys and those pieces in place to succeed, I agree. We'll see the same result as we did on Sunday against the Saints. All right, Gino, we're going to take a first look, a deeper look at this matchup against the New York Giants tomorrow with Patricia Trina of Locked On Giants crossover Thursday. We have a Friday edition of the show as well for you guys. Monday through Friday, we got a podcast for you on all podcast platforms and on YouTube as well. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Locked On Birds, at DBSCLOE, and at GC24 underscore football. Once again, thanks for making Locked On Eagles your first listen today. For your second listen, check out the Locked On NFL podcast, bringing you the local insights you love to the national spotlight with daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories. Locked on NFL, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. For Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. This is Locked on Eagles as always. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for watching and listening. And let's go, birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.